Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from EdenBeam058, who says, I, 30 female, and boyfriend, 31 male, live 40 kilometers apart and have very conflicting schedules. Haven't seen him since the beginning of August. He cancelled a date last night right before we were meant to meet. Feeling rejected. Am I wasting my time? We've been dating since May and as the title says, our schedules are very conflicting. We live in the same city, 40 kilometers apart. I have primary custody of my daughter, six, from Monday to Friday. He is yet to meet her so since we started dating, we've only really seen each other at weekends when my daughter is with her dad. At the moment, my daughter's dad lives in another city about an hour away for work reasons, but he is in the process of moving back to our city in the next few weeks as he wants to have more time with her and have a stay over with him during the week as well and take her to school and things, rather than just having her at weekends. In fact, he's looking for a house in our city at the moment, so once this happens, I will have a bit more free time. My partner is in a band and they do some gigs, some, but not all, weekends. I was fully aware of this when I met him and I am a fairly independent person anyway who likes her own space. So not having him around 24-7 and only seeing him once every week or every couple of weeks suits me fine right now. However, we've got to a point where I haven't seen him since the first week of August and it's now mid-September. I called him on Friday night to see how he was and whether we had any plans for the weekend and he suggested we do something together as he didn't have any gigs booked and we hadn't seen each other in such a long time. I was looking forward to it. However, as I was putting my makeup on and getting dressed and ready, I got a message from him saying that he wasn't feeling well and didn't want to see me. We've seen each other sick before. I know we are both very busy people. My own situation doesn't help things. I'm the first person to admit that, but it hurts that in six weeks, he hasn't been able to find any time for me at all. Even a quick drink on a Friday night or a brunch on a Sunday. I'd be happy with that until I have more free time. I've always made time for him by meeting up after his gigs, talking until the early hours of the morning when he's needed me, things like that. I had bronchitis once and that didn't stop me from seeing him. I invited him to stay over a couple of weeks ago as he had a gig near my house to save him driving all the way home late at night and he turned me down because he had to go pick up something he bought off the internet the next morning. Ironically, his car broke down that night literally five kilometers from here and I never found out if he ever picked up the thing he bought. I basically feel like I am single, that he has completely lost interest and that I might as well go back to being on my own because I feel so rejected. I'm angry at myself for allowing myself to feel this way. Am I wasting my time here? And coming into this one, I feel like 
I kind of just felt like flat and like, why would you want to continue this? It feels like there isn't much going on there. I mean, 40 kilometers, I don't think that's a massive amount for someone that you potentially love and want to get involved with and spend time with. I mean, what is that, 30, 40 minutes max? Obviously, depending on the area you're in, but I don't think it's that far at all to just spend, you know, an evening with someone, etc. And yes, let's not forget his excuse. It could be an excuse or it could be legit. He could have been ill. And just to play devil's advocate, you know, you said that you turned up with bronchitis because you wanted to see him. If I was feeling ill, I wouldn't want to go out. Yes, he cares for you, but I probably still wouldn't want to go out as well. Everyone is different when they feel ill. When I'm ill, I want to lay down and I want to do nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But, you know, at the same time, this could be just an excuse not to go. Sounds like it is to me, but we don't know. It just does not feel like much of a relationship here. So you could even have two choices. You could just break up right now and be done with it. Or you could have a conversation saying, this isn't really what I want. Is this what you want? And move from there. Life is too short. But Rose Petal Memory says his excuse is pretty lame. You two are only 30 minutes apart, yet haven't seen each other in a month and a half. He really doesn't seem interested. OP replies saying, yeah, it's probably a little more than 30 minutes with the crappy traffic in our city. But it's not like we're thousands of kilometers away from each other, hey? I definitely think he's losing or lost interest. And says, so why did you hang out with him when you had bronchitis? Why give him all your late nights? He may be taking advantage of your willingness to always be there and enjoying how easy it is to be with you. You arrange it, you come by, you always work around his schedule. You demand nothing. Even if he drops off for six weeks, here you are, available and ready. I mean, value yourself. Value your time and your priorities. You're not letting yourself be pursued. And you are not putting the responsibility on him to arrange to see you as well. Don't make it so easy. It's okay to inconvenience someone else and to be sick and cancel and to expect them to make at least half of the plans. It's okay to expect in dating that they put in some effort. When you look for your next guy, expect effort. Expect flexibility, expect interest, expect him to show up for you. Otherwise, you will not be finding a true partner. Find a man who wants to be in your life too, not one who will just accept your presence in his because it's convenient. And Sam says, yeah, he's not participating in this. I was dating someone with a kid I hadn't met who also traveled two to three weeks for work at a time and I scheduled my free time around his kid's schedule and work trip schedule always making sure we didn't go more than two weeks without seeing each other if it was up to me because I was committed to it. He ended up dumping me, but it certainly wasn't because of scheduling. So then OP updates their post, which says, thank you to everyone who took the time to give me advice. I finally saw him last weekend for the first time in about seven weeks. He invited me over. He seemed happy to see me at first, but things just seemed a little off. Like we didn't know what to say to each other. I stayed with him on the Saturday night. I had a shower Sunday morning and the first thing I saw was a bottle of camellia scented body scrub that was definitely not mine. And I can't remember ever seeing it before. He lives alone. Instant red flag. Stupidly, I didn't confront him about it straight away. I wish I had. Over the next couple of days, I tried to make conversation with him and he either left me on red or sent really short replies. Finally, on Wednesday night, I'd had enough. And I'm not proud of how I acted, but I was so hurt by the anxiety and the pain of feeling rejected. I blocked him on Facebook without any warning. 
the following afternoon i got a text message hey um so did you block me i responded i did i give up life's too short to be someone's afterthought whether you've just lost interest or whether there's somebody else when you jump in the shower on a sunday morning and see girly body scrub that isn't yours you gotta wonder or both i really don't care I deserve better and it's not worth feeling like a dirty little secret and feeling like shit when I could be happy by myself. Or go find someone who lifts me up and genuinely wants to be in my life and vice versa. I'm angry at myself for letting this drag out for so long. I should have let go ages ago but I guess I hope that things will get better. More for me. I haven't heard from him since so I guess the trash took itself out. He clearly didn't care about me at all. I'm 31 tomorrow. Looks like I'll be spending it free and single. And look, I couldn't have seen this post ending any other way. The way it was going in the first part at the start of the second one. But I was a bit like, hey, what's wrong with a body scrub? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. But hey, who am I? As I said, I couldn't see it ending other way. And I'm sort of glad that they did move on. But what are your thoughts on this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below as always. And let's move on to another story. And the next story is coming from the malicious compliance subreddit from Kneecap, who says, We comply with neighbors' parking rules, which would cause him more problems than us. I would say that this is a minor case of malicious compliance, but it still felt good. This situation happened a couple of years ago, when I would meet up at a friend's house every Monday evening to play board games with him, and now married couple. We're going to say that the friend's name is Matt. Matt lives in one of those neighborhoods where the houses are really close together and there are a million cars parked on the street. One evening, we were wrapping up for the night and just chatting when we heard a knock on the door. It was the neighbor across the street and he was very upset that someone had parked in front of his house because that spot belonged to him. The car belonged to the married couple who quickly apologized and said they were leaving shortly. They rushed to get their things together so they could move the car and avoid conflict. However, I had a different reaction. I thought it was extremely rude for him to knock on our door and demand us to move. I told the neighbor that there was no assigned or claimed spots that you could park wherever you wanted. Obviously, you park in front of your own house or the house that you are visiting if you can, but otherwise, just park wherever there is an available spot. He didn't seem to have a good counter to my argument, but still continued to argue that he didn't want us to park in front of his house. Most houses on the street have enough room for one street parked vehicle on one side of their driveway, while the other side was often unusable due to it being too close to the neighbor's driveway. Best case scenario on the shorter side, you would have a small spot that would be partially in front of both houses. Due to the odd shape of Matt's lot, which was narrow in the back and wider in the front, he had a lot more space in front of his house on one side than most other houses. Enough for three cars. This is where the malicious compliance comes in. The married couple gets in their car and leaves, complying with the neighbor's wishes. Matt decides to give in as well and plays along with the neighbor's rules. He points to the three vehicles nearby and asks, whose cars are these and why are they parked in front of my house? The neighbor looked dumbfounded and after a moment of silence, he admits that two of those vehicles belong to his family. Matt replies, so according to your rules, you should not be parking in front of my house. The neighbor looks stunned as his rules were actually going to hurt him much more than they would hurt us. Matt only had to worry about his and his roommate's car, which would both fit in his driveway. He only needed street parking when people would occasionally come over. 
The neighbor had a full driveway and three plus cars on the street that he needed spots for on a daily basis. He didn't have enough street spaces that would clearly belong to him using his rules. The neighbor walked away in defeat, but apparently argued more with Matt after I left. The pandemic hit shortly after and we canceled our in-person game nights and I'm pretty sure the neighbor continued to park in front of other people's houses, which is what everyone else does there anyways. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Now you guys know me, I'm a right cheeky nosy bastard and I love me a bit of neighbor drama. There's a street not too far away, like the town center is not too far away from me, probably about 10-15 minute walk maybe. And there's a street right next to the town center where there's parking outside people's houses. It sounds like much like this street here. And the parking down the side is not assigned to the houses so people can park in these spaces and walk into town. But this street if you do it there's a lot of trouble usually they've all got their bins out in the parking spaces so no one can go out there or they put cones out but it's caused a lot of drama over the years because some people are like no i'm moving the bins i'm parking there because i need to use that parking other people from out of town just come up and park in those spaces and it caused all sorts of trouble the neighbors there have sometimes put like stickers on the windscreen i've heard stories of wing mirrors being kicked off cars scratched and this one happened just recently. I didn't see the tail end of it, so it's not verbatim, but I saw the first part of it. I saw there was a car parked there and the neighbors decided to surround the car with their own cars on each side, like the left-hand side. So one of the cars was parked in the road and two cars either side of it. So the car couldn't get out. And I was just coming back from getting my hair cut. I saw the car that was parked there, but someone told me about what happened afterwards. Apparently the guy returned and obviously was pissed off that people have blocked his car in. So he sat in just pressing on the horn and apparently this guy was a big guy <laughs> was pressing on the horn and no one would come out so the guy was knocking on some doors trying to find out who it was and no one was admitting it was their car that was out front as i just mentioned this guy was a big guy and he was now an angry big guy and apparently he sat in his car on his phone for a little while and another car turned up with some people in it and they bounced the car that was to like the left of him that was parked in the road they bounced it out of the way and then bounced the car that was in front of him out of the way so he was able to get his car out but before he left he booted the wing mirror off two of the cars and there is that kind of shit going on down that road all the bloody time and there was just complaints all the time about that particular road and what goes on down that road on local social media groups you know i didn't hear anything else after that whether the guy got in trouble or not anyway i've gone completely off on one again i do apologize let's go have another story shall we and this next story comes from the petty revenge subreddit from rodeo pete 3281 who says neighbors use my property as their own paid 
a new fence. I recently bought a house and have been having some work done before I move in. It was empty on the market for about six or eight months before I bought it. One morning I got a call from my contractor asking me about moving the cars in the driveway and of course I had no idea what he was talking about. I hadn't moved in yet. I left my job site and drove nearly a half an hour to get there. As soon as I arrived, the people on the east side of me were walking towards their cars. I asked if they were their cars and they said yes. They told me that they had been parking there for a few months with permission from the owners. I informed them that I was the new owner and they can't park there any longer. We went back and forth and with the intention of being a good neighbor and trying to show some goodwill, I agreed to allow them to park there for a few more weeks until I move in. With the agreement that they would move them by 6am every morning. The rest of the week went by without incident. The contractor called me about scheduling a walkthrough on Saturday and we set a time for early afternoon. When I arrived, there were four cars in the driveway and nowhere to park. The only on-street parking is two blocks away. I called them and asked to move their vehicles, reminding them of our agreement. After 20 minutes, they finally came out and moved them. Speaking with them, they claimed to have misunderstood and thought our agreement only referred to weekdays and not weekends. I corrected them and moved on. Sunday morning, I grabbed a trailer and loaded some furniture to take over and store in the garage. Once again, there were cars in the driveway. I called them and got voicemail. I texted and said they had until a tow truck could arrive to get them moved. No answer. I called a tow company. 45 minutes later, two tow trucks showed up, backed in and hooked up the cars. All of a sudden, the neighbors were home. They ran out to stop their cars from being towed and it ended up costing them a little over $300 to get them unhooked. I called my contractor and asked if he knew someone who could put in a driveway gate. And he did. I let the neighbors know that they could no longer use my driveway. On Wednesday, I get a call from the gate installer telling me that there are cars in the driveway. I called them and said, tow trucks are on the way. They moved. The gate was installed and I went by to pick up the opener that evening. The neighbor's husband came out to confront me and I opted to just call the police department and deal with it legally. That Saturday, I went by to accept an outdoor furniture delivery and check on things when I noticed a towel beside the pool and a small kid's flotation device. My initial thought was that I just hadn't noticed it before, so I wrote it off and threw them both in the trash. On Saturday, the movers arrived with everything and we began moving things in. About 7pm, my daughter and I left to go grab some dinner, arriving back at the house at around 9.30pm. The neighbors were in my pool. They were hanging out and using my furniture. When I opened the door and began raising hell, they told the kids to go to the house and children ran to the corner of our fence and just walked through. They had cut out the privacy fence so it could be removed and had been using the pool at their leisure for who knows how long. Again, I called the police and filed a complaint. The dad was arrested for trespassing, DPP and an outstanding warrant and the oldest boy, 20 male, for an outstanding warrant. I replaced the fence with a new one because they had destroyed the posts, runners and pickets by removing and reinstalling the panel. Small claims awarded me the total cost of 83 feet of 8 feet privacy fence which came out to $3,800. The following Monday morning around 5am, the cars were parked in the street where there's no street parking so I made a phone call. They were gone when I left at 7am. I haven't been paid yet, but I did notice a for rent sign in the yard this morning. So that's just as good. Good riddance. An edit and an update. 
one for those of you suggesting a security system. One was installed that next week, along with six cameras around the house, a ring doorbell, and a fence around the pool itself to keep the dogs and my grandson out of it. I'll be closing and covering the pool in the next few weeks. Two, met the owner of the house yesterday evening. The house will be empty by the end of the week. They were evicted for non-payment of rent, likely due to tow charges and the husband not working because he was incarcerated, where he remained. Warrant was for back child support. Wife apologized and claimed that she was told they had permission to use the pool. They didn't. Three, the material for the fence was purchased through my company account. I'm a structural engineer and commercial construction manager for a large local GC. Only two posts had to be replaced and a handful of runners. The rest was eight feet one by six and a half pressure treated pickets, which cost me $2.60 per stick by 210 pickets purchased. The rest was labor and fasteners, so altogether about $900 for material and stain, $150 for a dumpster, and the rest went towards labor to finish it on a weekend. Fun fact, I'm also a property investor and flipper, been in construction, commercial, civil, industrial, and residential for 35 years. Not my first fence, nor my first asshole neighbor. Before the paint experts jump on board, I know how long I have to wait on board before pressure washing and staining the fence. Four, the petty was only my twisting the knife by having their cars towed from the street when they weren't affecting me at all. I'm not sure what it is that gets me so hyped up about neighbor drama. I absolutely love it. You know, I feel sorry for the people that's going through the drama at the time, but <laughs> I can watch those crappy, shitty daytime programs where neighbors are having a go at each other all day on repeat no problem watching old freaking barbara get wound up about jim next door not bringing his bin in today and it's causing her an eyesore <laughs> i love it so if you have your own little neighbor stories the longer the better don't forget to let me know about it because i absolutely love it anyway thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love support and time as always means the absolute world to me thank you so so much and hopefully i will see you in the next one your cheeky so-and-so <laughs> much love wake up get up stretch my legs eat some breakfast milk and eggs brush my teeth up wash my face throw my clothes on start my day wake up i can smell the smoke from the bacon let's go see the sun shining from the windows okay i know that's a damn Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 